Hello, and welcome to episode 20 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building comic stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we're going to discuss three upcoming movies, Captain Marvel, Shazam, and Hellboy. Captain Marvel will be released on March 8th of 2019. Shazam will follow next, being released on April 5th of 2019. And the third movie that we are going to talk about is going to be Hellboy, which will be released on April 20, I'm sorry, April 12th of 2019. This is Matt, and again, I'm joined by my pal Noah. Hey there. So Noah, um, how about if you lead us off with some of your initial thoughts on these movies, and then we'll do a, a deeper dive. I'm looking forward to all three of these films. I'm going to go see Captain Marvel this weekend, of course. Um, I'm going to see Shazam probably opening weekend. Same with Hellboy. Um, all three of these characters have been super psyched about. Um, all three I haven't had much history with comic book-wise. Uh, Hellboy, I'm actually more than the other two. And um, I mean, I love Shazam anytime that he pops up in any DC comic. So I love him when he's in Justice League or when he's in Superman. And same with Captain Marvel. I love her character when she's in Avengers or Alpha Flight or Guardians of the Galaxy when she pops up. I love Captain Marvel. Uh, she's a cool character. I like her origin story. Uh, I like the other iteration of Captain Marvel, too. Um, can't remember the dude's name, but yeah. The uh, Captain Marvel, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm really excited to see this and especially to see the uh, how, like, uh, how they treat Nick Fury in Captain Marvel mm -hmm. and um, I think more than anything. And then um, I guess the more than anything, I'm excited for Shazam just for Shazam period and with Hellboy just to see Hellboy again, period. I think those two characters are just two of my favorites and I love to see them. Can't wait to see them on the big screen again. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's go into the, the first movie, uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, this will be uh the, the the next Marvel uh, movie in the in the series, um, and it's actually going to be a bit of a uh, uh, a prequel in the timeline of things. It's uh, taking place in the in the 90s. Uh, we have a younger Nick Fury, um, and uh, and we have a bit of mystery uh, around Carol's uh, origin. Um, what do you what do you think here about what we've seen from the trailer so far? I really, I really like Brie Larson as an actress, so I'm very excited with that casting. Um, I was a huge fan of her in Room. I got on board with that movie a little late, like after it, like she won the Oscar for it, but it made me cry. So, and her performance definitely helped that. So, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm an emotional person. I'm always like a huge fan of those films that leave an impact on me, and that I don't think back and I'm like, Oh, maybe that wasn't as good as I remembered, but, uh, it was, I think it's a really good movie and, um, her performance is really good. So I'm happy to see an actress with like some real, like dramatic gravitas come to a superhero and add some depth to the character, um, mm -hmm. which I know she'll bring. I'm also, she's also very like, uh, I love her in, um, probably the first movie I ever saw her in was in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And she played uh, his ex-girlfriend, Envy Adams, and she was hilarious in that. So I'm happy to see like, like an actress who like has a good blend of like dramatic and comedic acting behind her to play a superhero. And that, that also makes her fit in with uh, the Marvel Universe pretty well. Um, yeah. 
always glad to see Sam Jackson again to have a lead role in a movie, especially a Marvel film also. So, um, and maybe this is just me not looking into it, uh, but have they announced who Jude Law is in this movie? He's Captain Marvel, like okay. the original Captain Marvel. Okay, so yeah, that's what I thought. One. Um, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, what's that? What's the, I can't remember the secret identity of Captain Marvel, though. No, um, I, I, I don't know, is, I don't know either. Yeah, he seems to be, though, like he's not like the human character that he is in the comics. Like he's, from what I've seen, he is like Kree, like a Kree soldier. Um, Unless is that how he is in the comics also? Or I thought he was like sort of like I thought he was sort of DC's Green Lantern for some reason. Was that uh, Nova? Mm, I, yeah, I would go more with Nova. I haven't read a lot of the the original Captain Marvel. Um but I'm thinking uh he it looks like from the trailers he's gonna be more of like a like a mentor uh, whenever we're yeah. sort of off planet. I don't think he's gonna have much um much to do on planet which i think also because um and we talked about this a little bit before but if this is going to take place in in the 90s uh nobody's going to be aware of tony stark as iron man the the battle of new york is not going to to happen so like uh you know if he was on planet uh it would be kind of hard uh for shield to to cover that up and i think that's where the crees come into play is sort of how this is going to be covered up like shield and the crees together. That's why we haven't heard about these characters yet is because of, uh, I think that's sort of a clever thing to end and to bring in the crees at this point in a prequel, mm -hmm. you know, not only does it change everything that you know about the movies that follow, but also it's a good villain for a past, a movie that takes place in the past. Um, because then you can explain away why like, uh, nothing was really ever like definitively there just because all the Krees were in disguise and uh shield might've covered up an extraterrestrial attack. Um, that maybe never happened. I haven't seen the movie yet. So, you know, yeah, yeah, they could, uh, they could have, uh, at the end of this movie, they could have, uh, you know, disappeared shape shift and, and, and from that point to whatever we may get in the future, they may have just sort of been, um, lying in wait, um, just sort of disguised as, as, as anybody or any, and, you know, anybody from a superhero or to somebody to become a superhero or anybody just sort of like in any sort of position. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see what they're going to do with the Cree going on. It's been one of, not the Cree, the, the, the scrolls. I think I've been saying the Cree. I meant yeah. the scrolls. No, no, you did earlier, but, uh, no, you're, okay. you're correct now. Right. Okay. The scrolls, I mean, not the Cree. Uh, the scrolls as villains. I'm hoping that this leads into after Thanos. This leads into something like Secret Invasion. Mm -hmm. um, that would be a great, I think, next step, especially now with uh, like if if Avengers start to leave and things like that. It might be a good way to send them off, you know, with uh, something as like as like something that would like split apart the group as much as like the scroll, the Secret Invasion stuff mm -hmm. where everybody starts doubting each other it could almost yeah. lead into like a second civil war story as well where you have more people on each side um so i'm excited to see what uh what will branch off of uh this with the scrolls because i think they're probably they're probably some of the more interesting characters and also they have a history with fantastic four 
Yes. Which, you know, if our dreams come true, this might be a good way to introduce them as well. Yeah. So here's another thought I had. At the end of Iron Man 1 and the, the post-credit uh, sequence, uh, Nick Fury comes to Stark and tells him that he has the, 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 the Avengers initiative. Um, but we saw at the end of mm-hmm. Infinity War, he had the beeper, the pager for, for Carol as she was off planet somewhere. So um, that sort of Avengers initiative using superpowered um, individuals had to be a plan that Fury with this now has to be a plan that Fury had much longer um, than he would have had um, prior to Tony Stark coming on, on the scene. Yeah. And he, he brings that up in, uh, at the end of Iron Man one, he says like, you think you're the only one with like special abilities or, or something along that line. And uh, the, the movies that follow make it seem like he has no idea about uh, people like Thor or, mm-hmm. um, or like Captain America still being alive, you know? Um, but like, it would make sense now that he would know about Captain Marvel and that's sort of what he's talking about is this uh, this person that he had an interaction with a long time ago that sort of made him not surprised when people like Thor started showing up at his, at like, you know, on Earth. Yeah. Okay. Um, so um, let's tie Captain Marvel up, but let's do, um, let's do something where we try to predict the, the post-credit, uh, the post-credit scene in Captain Marvel. Um, what do you think? Which I... I saw Jerry Dugan said today, you have to stay to the end credits. Is what okay. So I'm like, not that I wasn't going to. Already no, definitely. Yeah. Um, so what do you think we might get? Um, I'm thinking, I mean, I'm thinking something along the lines of an, an of an end game tie in mm-hmm. with Captain Marvel. I think if there's going to be two credit sequences, one is definitely going to be her showing up for end game. Either she's the one who saves Tony Stark or she just shows up on Earth for the final battle. And then if there's a second one, I'm guessing it's going to be, I'm hoping, okay, if there's a second one, it's more hopes than it is thinking because there's so many directions it could go, right? So I'm hoping either something Fantastic Four related or at the least because they they, they teased it at the end of the second Guardians film is another Adam Warlock. another Adam Warlock Easter egg. Yeah. So I agree with you. I feel that um, she's off planet. She's in space. If she's going to be coming back to, to help out Starks out there floating in that, uh, you, you know, is he, is he, he's in um, one of Thanos's, is he one of Thanos's guys uh, like abandoned? No, he's in, um, He's in uh, the Guardian's ship. Okay, so he's he's just sort of floating. Um, I feel like she's going to, you know, stop by and pick him up on her way back to Earth, and that's that's how he's gonna he's gonna get back. So I would agree that that's gonna be one of the post credit sequences. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. What do you hope would be the second post credit sequence? Um. Again, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Fantastic Four. Me too. Uh, uh, it would be cool if somehow they 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 did the the whole cows thing, you know. Um, yeah. May, maybe at this point it's not Reed, 
but maybe it's maybe it's uh it's 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 Nick Fury like uh you know they have some sort of shield scientist who uh you know makes a mistake uh trying to like dissect some Cree DNA and like uh he splices it with like with like a cow and uh it is just like fury with uh you know looking at some cows knowing that they are scrolls and then again you plan another seed for the the return of the fantastic four okay i like that idea too yeah that's a deep cut reference to secret invasion that i don't get well kevin 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 foggy we're we're here uh to consult if you ever want (laughs) to we we know you're we know you're a big fan of the podcast so yeah yeah kevin feige who who i think after seeing the reviews for captain marvel and how much rave reviews i'm pretty sure he sold his soul to the devil so that no marvel (laughs) film can be a uh like a can never deliver on anything ever again so okay yeah so let's move into dc's offering here uh shazam uh uh let's uh what uh you said earlier that you're you're excited for this so i'm gonna let you uh start the start start our start our talk off well first off it it looks hilarious it looks Mm -hmm. really funny just from what's in the trailer um and not like green lantern funny which is good you know it looks like it's gonna have some actual action in it and um I like how uh, I like how self-aware it is, and it fits with the character. You know, it's not going to be breaking the fourth wall. I think like Deadpool, mm-hmm. but it seems to understand what what universe this takes place in. Like this takes place in Zack Snyder's overly dark universe. Yeah, and um, but it seems to know that. Like it seems to know that, but it also seems to like. Yeah, we, we acknowledge that fact, but also we're going to, like, this character is so much fun, you know? Like, it's like, you know, a little kid getting blessed with the powers to become Superman whenever he says Shazam. Yeah. Like, that, that smile, because every kid's dream, and it seems like it's treating it that way. Like, there's no, like, it's going to be a story, I'm guessing, with, like, it's going to have the great power comes great responsibility moral, like every superhero story does. But it's going to be, like, super fun. And, like, the actors have even said that. Like, it is, it's going to be a fun movie. Um, Zachary Levi said that, like, what makes it different from this DC Extended Universe is that, like, Shazam loves being a superhero. You know, mm-hmm. this Captain Marvel, I guess, loves being a superhero, which I'm guessing they probably won't be able to call him Captain Marvel in Shazam. But he, like, you know he's like he's like a kid you know what like what anyone would do if they could be superman by just saying a magic word mm-hmm. so that's what i think i think it's going to be fun maybe it's more hopeful than anything because you never know it's 50 50 with dc movies um but what about you what do you think uh, I, I do think it's going to have a, a lighter tone to it. Um, uh, I think there's going to be some, some comedic, uh, elements to it. Uh, you know, what, what little boy, um, young, young teenager, uh, would not love to, to, to be a superhero. So you have a lot of, uh, you have a lot of, uh, area to, to, to explore there. So I, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be it's going to be funny and good. Um, let me ask you a question: Do you think they try to tie it into the to the DC universe in 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 general? I, I, from the trailers, they definitely are. Like they have 
the the main the character i can't remember billy batson's friend but he has like in the all the trailers like he has like henry cavill's superman logo like on his t-shirts and he has like an aquaman shirt and like they even have like this close-up of um in his room like he has one of like ben affleck batman's like batarangs like in a display case and like uh like a newspaper clipping from when like zod invaded metropolis in man of steel and things like that so it is definitely going to take place in that universe however i think it's going to be like aquaman where in at the end of aquaman the post-credit sequences didn't tie into any other dc films okay like it was strictly like uh, all the the post-credit scene for aquaman was setting up the next aquaman movie so i'm thinking as far as like a larger narrative goes i don't think uh I don't think it's going to be setting up anything. Uh, people have speculated maybe Henry Cavill showing up. They said that, that he had uh, two more appearances in his contract as Superman. Mm-hmm. So they were thinking that he had uh, either was going to show up in Aquaman, which he didn't, or he's going to show up in Shazam, which he might. So if they're going to, they might tie it in that way, maybe set up for another Justice League sequel. But recently Warner Brothers made out how to press release where they said that they're not going to focus on uh tying the films together as much like marvel would do mm-hmm. and mainly focus on like single entries to different franchises so like a sequel to aquaman you know just for aquaman not for any justice league tie-in a sequel to wonder woman with no justice league tie-in and possibly shazam will just be shazam without any uh tie into the justice league or uh, or any other crossover but what about well, you? What do you think? Uh, well, I think they would they would maybe have to explain like uh, why the other superheroes can't or don't get involved. Like, yeah, they would. Um, have to. Uh, you know, the whole thing with like Superman that they play with a lot of times is like if you're Superman and you're you're out, you're gonna you're gonna hear all these cries for for help or whatever. So, how is Superman? You know, not in Metropolis hearing wherever this is taking place, you know, super powered individuals fighting each other. Why is he not, why is he not coming in and stepping in? So they're going to have to explain it. They're going to have to explain that away. Yeah. They're going to have to explain whether it's like some kind of like normally in the comics is because Superman's like off planet or something like that. Um, So I'm wondering if they're going to do anything like that. Uh, From what I understand, like, to like I don't know people have like studios have issues with Superman like they are like you know they're always threatening to like reboot him like nonstop like it seems like you know they ever since Christopher Reeves had not been able to stick with like one, one Superman so I'm guessing like uh, I'm really hoping that Henry Cavill comes back and they tie it in into why like maybe they do answer why he's not there and they actually show like oh Henry Cavill's still around and he's Superman still. I'd be really happy with that. Yeah, that would that um, would that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would hope that they would take the time to explain that um, and do something that Marvel uh, doesn't explain as much. You know, like uh, they didn't start to explain until after Age of Ultron why certain people weren't there. You know, when like the world was in danger, mainly focusing on just separating the characters so that they weren't around each other. Okay. Do you have uh, any any 
other thoughts on Shazam here, or uh, are you ready to move to the, the next movie? Uh, I think another thing about Shazam is that they might have a post credit scene leading into Black Adam because The Rock is supposed to play Black Adam in a standalone film as well. Yeah, that would that would uh, that would be good. I think if they do do post credit, that they don't go um, wide, uh, uh, you know, too too wide. Maybe uh, maybe the Flash could come in. Um, you know, with the oh, that'd be cool. They have like a they have a younger flash who's sort of uh in the movies he's sort of uh you know quirky and, and neurotic so like you could um do something with with those two you know you'd have a young young kid who's um you know blessed with these like superman powers and then you have like another young kid they could play off of each other a little bit yeah that would be awesome okay so let's uh let's move yeah, to I'm to hellboy that. Let's move to to Hellboy here. Um, yes. you're you're very excited for Hellboy. Um, uh, very. This this looks like a. I think I have this correct. This looks like a bit of a, a reboot. Uh, is is have you read anything to to say that or or what? Yeah, it's a reboot for sure. Um, like different tone. You know, big thing with the reboot is is that like in the. In the first movie, they they follow the comics with killing off Professor Broom, like mm-hmm. right in the first movie. I mean, he still sticks around longer in the movie than he does even in the books, but he's like he's a big part in this movie. Um, so he's like uh, so they're definitely it's definitely a reboot because Professor Broom is is dead in the okay. Del Toro verse. Um, so it's it's gonna be. Uh, so like it's it's going to be a completely different story and apparently Lionsgate is jumping on the cinematic universe thing. So this is they're hoping this will be like the spark for a new uh wave of um of like uh films all based around um Hellboy's universe. Oh okay, so they would like to do maybe like uh BPRD and Abe Sapien. Yeah. Okay. Lobster Johnson and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so that's that's the idea with uh, this movie, and I can I can kind of see that from the trailers, and also this is like um, this film is um, like the other the other the older movies are like take from different comics. The second movie, the second Hellboy movie, doesn't take from any comics at all. Yeah, it takes from folklore and stuff like that, but it doesn't take from any Hellboy comics whatsoever. It was completely Guillermo del Toro's movie. Mm-hmm. and um whereas the first one's sort of a blend of a bunch of different ones mainly like the seat of destruction uh storyline um but this one's going to be like returning to that form where it's taking from a lot of different uh hellboy stories most of which i haven't read and i don't want to read until after i see the movie so that i don't ruin the comics experience uh, i don't ruin the movie going experience or the comics going reading experience either Cause I'm going to enjoy the comics no matter what. I just want to be able to enjoy the movie um, without knowing the story. Cause apparently this one's based off of um, uh, the wild hunt and uh, the blood queen. Okay. The two that this is uh, based off of. Okay. I'm, Which uh, from what I know in the continuity leads to Hellboy in hell. So I'm wondering if that's what they're doing next as well. Okay. I have read that. I have not read the, 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 the ones that this movie is based on so 
Yeah. So there's uh, that that's been confirmed, and Mike Mignola is is heavily involved in the story on this film. Like okay. he's like I think he's he's wrote the script for this movie. So this is uh, this is going to be um, Neil Marshall. I think is the name of the director. It's, he's going to be bringing his you know like he's a sort of like a horror action horror background. Um, he's going to bring some stuff to it, I think. But I think a lot of this is going to be uh, a movie more along the lines of what uh Mignola's always wanted in a Hellboy film. Okay. So I'm I'm excited for that reason. Like I I have hopes for it. Okay. So what are, what are your thoughts on the the visuals? What do you what do you think about uh the 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 new actor playing uh Hellboy? Um I'm I'm kind of mixed cuz I love Ron Perlman as Hellboy. Mm -hmm. I don't think there was a better casting, especially at the time. And, um, but at the same time, if you're going to pick a, an actor to take it up, I don't, I don't think there's a, I don't think it's, it's like, I don't think it's a bad choice to pick David Arbor because he kind of, he kind of fits that persona of Hellboy, mm -hmm. you know, like a wisecracking, uh, giant tough guy. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think it's a good casting choice. I, I, from what the trailer seems, it doesn't seem to be as strongly visual and like unique as you would have gotten from something like del Toro, but at the same time, del Toro is del Toro. So it's like, you know, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to, of course, that's, that's tough shoes to follow when you have like one of the most visionary directors working today, you know, working on a comic book film, that's rare. Mm -hmm. um, so it's hard to follow that up, especially when now everything is so serialized and so cookie cutter. And so like, uh, you know, some of all parts and there's a lot of parts and a lot of hands and a lot of cooks in the kitchen when it comes to developing these films. So it's not, you know, I'm not going to be judging it too harshly because of the lack of vision um, that like the, the first two films had. But uh, at the same time, I'm really liking a lot of the visuals like. Uh, you know, what about you? What do you think of the visuals? Uh, I, 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 I do like it. It's a bit, um, we, we, we talked about Snyder, the Snyder verse, uh, being a bit darker. This is a, this looks like it's a bit darker, uh, than, than the Del Toro, uh, Dor um, uh, yeah. movies. Um, he kind of looks like a mix between Hellboy and Danzig put together. Um, uh in this one he, he's got sort of like a, yeah he does <laughs> he's got like a he looks like he looks like a like a heavy metal heavy metal guy uh and and hellboy put together so i i yeah that's what i see when i when i look at him now so um no i'm pretty excited for oh, it i wonder if danzig just loves that though uh he's he's a bit of a he's a bit of a prickly guy so i'm not sure he, he'd be too thrilled with that so um but uh well i'm sure like yeah it does look the movie looks very metal it looks yeah. like it looks like a movie that and that that's fitting for hellboy though because like he is kind of a metal character definitely he's got the origin yeah. and he's got the prophecy that uh you know he's he's always battling against so yeah i think so yeah this is it's gonna be i i'm hoping it's gonna be awesome I might be a little too optimistic about all these films, but at the same time, I'm living my dream life at this moment with all the movies coming out. So it's like, you know, uh, it, it's pretty awesome that we're getting a Hellboy movie 
a Captain Marvel movie and a Shazam movie all within a month of each other. Okay. So that ties into, um, that ties into one of the things I wanted to talk about. Um, why don't we, uh, rank our excitement for, for the three, for the three movies. I'll let you go first. Um, definitely Hellboy, Shazam, Captain Marvel. Even okay. though I know Captain Marvel's the sure win, I, I am more excited about Hellboy and Shazam. Okay, I think I'm Captain Marvel, Hellboy, and uh, Shazam. I think we got a we got a varying of opinion there. Um, yeah, I, I think so. I'm a I'm a big Marvel zombie from from back in the day, so uh, oh yeah, that's gonna that's gonna sway my my vote. Um, uh, and so, okay. So let's do predictions on, uh, what, uh, what will make the most money. Oh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. And then yeah. I think if Shazam is a good movie, I think definitely Shazam. I think Shazam will make more money no matter what, because Hellboy looks to be like a pretty low budget film. Oh. So it doesn't need to make a lot of money, you know, in order to turn a profit. So I think it's going to be. Yeah, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, it'll, it'll, I don't think it'll make as much money as either of those two. Okay. I would think that Hellboy would be in the number two spot. Uh, really? Yeah, I feel like, uh, I, unfortunately, I feel like a lot of the negative um, uh, reviews and, and press that the DC movies have gotten of late, anything other than the Wonder Woman movie, I feel like it's, it's going to be an uphill battle uh, for but that. But like Aquaman is the, I think is the third highest grossing superhero film of last year. Fourth, I guess, after Incredibles 2. Oh, okay. You know, it made over a billion dollars last year. Oh. So it's, I think, uh, I think Shazam could surprise us. Um, I think Zachary Levi's uh, Smolder could uh, bring in a lot of money. Okay. Um, so I think we've covered these, these three movies, uh, in, in depth, uh, pretty good in, in general. Um, let's do, uh, let's do a tiny bit of comic book talk. Um, uh, we had referenced some of the stories we had read before. Um, uh, I haven't read a lot of Captain Marvel on her on her own. Uh, I feel like I read a few of the Kelly Sue DeConnick, um books um, back when I used to have the Marvel Unlimited app, um, but most of my exposure to her is uh, anything Avengers. Uh, what was interesting was she yeah. was kind of she was kind of the the, the villain in. Uh, uh, Secret War or, or Civil War Two, excuse me. Um, they kind of did. Oh, really? the, they kind of did the flip flop. Um, Tony was um, anti-registration, and Carol was pro-registration. Um, and there was this uh, Inhumans character who had the ability to sort of like predict. Um, uh, a small amount of time into the future. So Carol wanted Carol wanted that inhuman um, to be there to be sort of like her like early warning system and be like, you know, uh, you need to go now. So-and-so is going to come in through this sector of the universe. And Tony was like, no, um, you, you can't do that. So that was interesting that she was sort of 
um, the villain in uh, Secret War. Uh, I'm sorry, I keep saying Secret uh, Civil War too. Um, uh, so that would be that would be an interesting storyline um, if they ever if they ever tackled it. But uh, what are some of your um, Captain Marvel comic book uh, uh, favorites? I like her character in um, Hickman's Avengers. Okay. You know, she's sort of, she's not a foil to Cap, but Cap is sort of, you know, he's a classic hero and he's so emotional, you know, whereas Carol's sort of more, you know, technical and stuff like that. So she's sort of a good, like, uh, balance to him there. Like, you know, she's very cosmic. She's very powerful. Like, she knows how to follow cap and stuff like that because he's like the master strategist mm-hmm. but at the same time she's the one who can sort of like calm cap down when he gets too emotional and it's interesting that you brought up her being the bad guy in civil war 2 because she's like the she's like the the uh, the tipping point for like who's gonna win in secret empire like they they lock her outside of earth uh yeah the 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 resistance is gonna win mm-hmm. so um i like her in that story a lot actually too because that point she's separated from cap and she you see like how much of a master strategist she is in that one and why she leads alpha flight and in that one she leads alpha flight and the guardians of the galaxy and every other cosmic entity that's trapped outside of earth yeah um so i do like her in that a lot as well yeah i agree that that was that was pretty good um I don't have a lot of exposure to Shazam in comics. I think uh, uh, I read a few backup stories in, in action comics. Um, uh, but do you, do you have any uh, thoughts on Shazam in the comics? Um, I've, like I said, I always loved him when he was, when he's with Superman. Um, you know, I think he is Superman just without, like I said, any of the, any of the burden of glorious purpose or anything like that. He's just a plain old superhero and, you know, a little kid who enjoys being a superhero. So I, I love him in, uh, in kingdom come because he basically doesn't have any lines in that story. Um, okay. He's brainwashed by that point. Um, but he, he is sort of, again, kind of like what I was talking about Carol Danvers. He's sort of the, because he's brainwashed, he gets to sort of be the more, calculating character where you don't know what he's thinking and stuff like that and he's sort of the unsung hero of the story that he's sort of in the background the whole time and in the end he does something that like almost like completely sort of shifts the story into the place that it needs to end up so it's uh it's really great because he's sort of like at the end he does something that like neither batman nor superman could do the whole story um so i really like him in that but i also really like him in uh um, Jeff Loeb and Ed McGinnis's uh, Batman and Superman Public Enemies. Okay. Like he's the one again, like uh, Batman and Superman are able to fend off all the other heroes that come after them. But when Shazam shows up, it's kind of like an oh crap moment because like he can take out both of them. And uh, that sort of shows maybe that like there's sort of a debate on whether he's more powerful than Superman or not. Um, but at the same time, like he has like, he has his kryptonite again, kind of like uh like you know like superman as well um so i i like those two stories again not just about shazam but that's sort of like it shows both of them show his strengths where you have like in kingdom comments his innocence in uh 
in Batman and Superman Public Enemies, it's his power. So I do like the character a lot. Okay. Uh, and for Hellboy, um, for me, uh, it, you had referenced this earlier that uh, maybe the future uh, movie lines will go this uh, go with this way. But uh, I, uh, I enjoyed Hellboy in Hell um, really because it was sort of the wrap up to um, all the things that had been alluded to with, with Hellboy or the prophecy that he was going to fulfill. It was very dark. Um, but what are some of your favorite uh, Hellboy stories? I love uh, I love the short story where he carries the corpse on his back. That's probably my favorite. Uh, I think there's a great balance between dialogue and action in that story, and also just sort of the like you know uh Mignola said like he didn't like drawing cars or buildings or anything like that so Hellboy was a, a comic that he invented so he didn't have to do any of that <laughs> and you can definitely see it in this comic like there's no sign of any kind of technology whatsoever it's all just these landscapes with these stone buildings and very elemental it's it's a great horror story it's a great like it's a great folklore story um, it's really great. I've watched uh, several great videos on it on YouTube. You just have to look up, I think, I can't remember what it's called, but it was published in the book, um, I think something with the corpse and the iron shoes. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a great story. And actually, uh, that story comes back later in the two stories that the new movie's based off of, uh, because uh, the demon in that story uh, wakes up a monster and then eventually forms with the monster in the wild hunt and the rise of the blood queen and Alice Monahan, who that story is all about him. Hellboy saving the baby who's Alice Monahan is one of the main characters in those books, later books. And she's also one of the main characters in this film as well. So I, I love that book. Again, I've been watching a lot of videos that maybe swayed my decision in that, but at the same time, it sort of reminded me like, no, it's a, it's a good everything you would want from a Hellboy comic in it. And I, I don't think there's anything better than that. Okay. So I think that's uh, pretty close to the, to the end of the episode. Uh, but uh, if you have any uh, final uh, thoughts, um, maybe after we, we see the movies, we can, uh, we can do a podcast and sort of go back and look at all our predictions and see which ones we were, we were right on. Oh, we'll be a hundred percent correct across the board. I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yep. All I can say is if my, if I was 10 years old, like I was my 10 year old self this year, I, I would die of a heart attack out of just <laughs> sheer excitement of all the superhero stuff that's coming to theaters. I don't know. What are your final thoughts? Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for, for all of them. Um, like I said, I, I'm probably most excited for, for Captain Marvel being a huge Marvel, uh, fan, uh, growing up. Um, but I'm definitely excited to, to see him. I think, uh, I think we have some, I think we have some changes. Uh, you know, we, we have a lighter DC movie. We have a, uh, a new Marvel character being brought in. And then we have a, a reboot of a, uh, another superhero franchise. So I think, uh, I think we have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of good possibilities here. I think so too. Yeah. 
Okay. So that's going to conclude our episode. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Um, and if you could go on to iTunes and rate and review us, that would help others uh, find uh find this up uh find our find our podcast um we're at we're on twitter um we are at construct com pod and we are at instagram at constructing comics pod and we are on facebook at facebook.com forward slash constructing comics um we'll post a couple of our favorite uh pages from from these comics uh, there for for folks to take a look at and i'd like to uh Thank everybody, and we'll be back very soon with another episode. Yep, thanks for listening. Bye.